and welcome to Onesies, a podcast of one season wonders and blunders. My name is Andrew. And my name is Emily. And we are still working our way through Police Squad in color after a break last week. Yeah, welcome. Welcome back. Cats and COVID. What are you going to do? Welcome Um, back to Police Squad, everybody. So uh, we're on episode five, which is entitled Rendezvous at Big Gulch or Tear in the Neighborhood. Yes. Um, what are your three things? You know, I I really laughed at this episode a lot and there were a lot of good gags. So I'm going to go with um, Mommy Dearest, Daycare. I'm going to go with Eiffel Tower and Driving Backwards driving backwards okay but i I, still have a lot to say about norberg too yes i'm gonna say (laughs) okay um uh, i I don't i mean norberg is his own thing okay i'm gonna do slideshow history lesson (laughs) that was good um let's see here the phone call bit and uh, kids ballet slash first act um stumbles okay okay so we start off this episode i believe with a couple of thugs going door to door oh wait who's our guest star oh our guest star is florence henderson she's so cute she's shot up in the kitchen she gets shot up in the kitchen it's funny she does a good death and i loved she falls so she gets shot and you see bullets um in her chest and then she falls to the ground and then all of a sudden there's like a leg that just sticks up over the counter i thought that was so funny i hope that was her her choice yeah it was it was a very nice uh very nice um death cameo i think that um i i guess some of it is that i don't like know george stanford brown enough to like think that's really funny but like the william the ones you're familiar with are really funny yeah uh okay yes but then we start with two thugs they're going door to door to businesses to shake them down for protection racket right so this is a mob adjacent theme uh they never actually say mob they say organization maybe but they never actually say it's the mob but it's Mm. two italian american gentlemen (laughs) well it's not though because john ashton's a white guy yeah, that's true. Well, so, okay. how do you not know who John Ashton is? I'm Have sorry. you never seen Beverly Hills Cop? I guess we know what you're doing with the rest of your day. You have to watch Beverly Hills Cop 1. It's I'm an t- assignment for your life. Okay. It is. It is. <laughs> I don't know. How, you're from Michigan. Yeah. What do you guys have besides Robocop and Axel Foley? I've never seen Robocop either. <laughs> I'm going to make you watch Robocop the series. Oh, That's only God. one season. Oh, oh no. God. Canadian Robocop. Fuck yeah. With like a Canadian soap star from 1994. Imagine how good it is. Uh, so anyway, anyway. <laughs> protection racket. Um, they're going door to door, extorting money. There's a fun, some funny sight gags where it's like a restaurant and there's some guy standing out front with a dead, with a chicken that may or may not be dead. Yeah. The- and then... And then they go to a pet store and the pet store owner has like birds, but then he's holding on to a dead animal too, as well. 
which was kind of kind of goofy. But the best one was the Mommy Dearest Daycare Center, where there was someone dressed up like Joan Crawford uh, and really, really bad, but very reminiscent of Joan Crawford um, giving them money. And then they approach a dance studio and there are, I don't know, five or six cute little ballerina girls and uh, their ballet teacher uh, is teaching them and she doesn't have the money to pay them. Business hasn't been good lately in the inner city dance studio. With all white uh, kids. With all white. I mean, <laughs> it's the back, it's the inner city of the back lot. It's not that bad. Right. Um, right. Yes. Yeah, so they then beat up the dance teacher. And when she they smack her, the kids do a move or something so similar the, in Yeah. Unison. The scene had started with them just kind of following her lead in general. She was doing ballet positions and they would follow her. And then she ushers them back towards the mirror where they are supposed to just carry on without her. Um, but instead they are miming the moves as she's getting the shit kicked out of her by some thugs, which I kind of went. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, 1982, but no, it's just like, no poor taste. It's, it's poor taste. It's, it's, there's another problematic joke in this one, though it's a repeat joke. Um, but yeah, so then we go to Frank. And so at this point, I was like, is this episode going to be okay? And Frank's intro does not reassure me. He's doing vehicle, uh, emergency <laughs> vehicle crashing. And so he puts on his helmet while he's driving and then he crashes but it's footage of actual like car crash test dummies yeah Ugh. it wasn't it wasn't great i thought it was uh, just a quick throwaway kind of silly yeah i i mean this whole first scene just sort of the whole setup kind of until norberg's back is awkward because then we get to the police station where frank and ed have a bit where they're passing a report back and forth as they're speaking it's almost like a talking stick but it seems like a battle like a like a like a sword fight like dudes having a sword fight as they're taking their line they take the piece of paper from one another and look at it over and over and over i thought it was kind of funny um but completely silly and irrelevant yeah they weren't using the report to answer the questions yeah, so but then it, somebody takes it away, mm-hmm. and Frank goes over to question the ballet teacher, but he mistakenly goes to talk to uh, somebody the in back of Notre Dame. Oh, is that who that was supposed to be? I don't know, but it's kind of what it was like a movie mask. Like. It was yeah, like a was horror a movie, movie mask. And then Ed's like, "No, she doesn't look that bad." And then we go over, and she's just got like a, a Popeye black eye. Yeah, grease paint underneath her eye. Yeah. And they he quest they do the cigarette bit, mm-hmm. and then it turns into him offering her a bunch of beverage choices and breakfast pastries, and she doesn't want any. And then, as he's trying to convince her to testify, he's sort of describing things grossly, but not. But everybody's yelling at him that they're trying to eat, and yeah. it's just kind of like. 
but you're not really grossing people out because like you work in a police station and this is the type of thing you see and, and it's hear like, all the yeah, time. And it's, it wasn't like they were it's like some guys like i'm having a tuna fish sandwich it's not like frank was talking about we're gonna stamp out crime like it's fish mucus between you know in a cannery or something it was unrelated and it was like a little exaggerated Mm -hmm. um and then he goes over and tells a uniform cop to put a tail on her oh that was so funny (laughs) easy in the morning good god (laughs) okay i did like the next bit when they go he goes over to talk to ed to look at the map Mm, yeah and they're like huh i think all the uh incidents are happening in this one area and we cut to the map and all the pins are there because we're back to the joke yeah that they're fucking dumb yeah yeah they're like it's happening all over the city but there seems to be a high percentage of them happening here and you show you it shows the map and there's just an unbelievable amount of pins stuck in the map, like a mound of them sticking out of the map in this one small area. I thought that was funny. But you missed the one thing that I actually laughed at that my husband saw, and he was like, I was about to leave. Where he touches her on the leg, and it turns into, like, he's a doctor, and she's she has a reflex, and she, un, she like, uncrosses her legs, not in a I must have missed display it. way. Oh, but my God. It was so funny. It was the first thing that I kind of, like... <laughs> 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 but then they do the let's say bit again they did the let's say bit again yeah and i was like are we doing the same bits again like already we um, are because we already did cigarettes i don't know if you noticed this because we had talked about it in maybe the first episode where uh in the background outside the police office the eiffel tower okay so that's what that's my eiffel tower okay i thought that was really funny and it it took me a minute like i didn't catch it right away I thought that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, that that was one of their better recur. That was we expected that to be a recurring bit, and they really haven't used it that much. Yeah, so and that's could, nice. I mean, it's such an easy thing that they could do, though. Maybe that's yeah. why it's nice that they didn't do it over and over. Right? Yeah, they didn't do it seven times an episode. Um, okay, so then we get Al talking about how he hurt his face because he walked into a sprinkler. That was funny, and then. Ed gives does the thing where he like looks toward the bottom of the frame and is just espou- uh, espousing something, but he's actually giving a order to a officer who is a little person, Waka Waka, which is the second time they've used this joke. So yep. I was like, oh, we're in trouble. They're just going to keep using the same jokes, but then they don't. So out of nowhere, or not really, but this Peter Lupus guy is this show's fucking hero. Norberg is oh, this yeah. show's hero. It's yeah. incredible. So the idea is, is that Frank is going to open a business and get shaken down. And then that's how they're going to stop the bad guys. And Norberg's going to help him. Yeah. So cut to an abandoned lock ships shop which is named A.N. Abandoned Locksmith Shop. And Frank's trying to pick the lock and he can't get in. So they have to break into the lock ship, uh, blah, 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 locksmith shop. It's pretty funny. I and thought it was Peter funny. Norberg's hilarious as he like stands there. Is he's, he oblivious? Is he not oblivious? We don't know. He's like, so good. He yeah. doesn't have to do anything and he's nope. just 
good. He just moves his hand on his pants and he's good. Yeah, it's incredible. He's so good. Um, And then did we cut immediately to them starting to make keys and stuff? We so- cut immediately to them making keys. So there's a goofy bit where Norberg is uh, cutting a key and there's massive amount of sparks that you would probably not see in that situation. And the the gentleman waiting for his key uh, is getting set on fire by all the yep. sparks. <laughs> his shirt is burning from his that. His shirt is burning. Uh, not in a dangerous way, necessarily. Just in a a goofy way, like it's getting burned through with a with a iron that's too hot. Right. right? Um, and again, he's hilarious. The, and the running gag that they do when he's like, oh, I'll, I'll, uh, smooth this out for you. And the key gets, ends up going and getting stuck in the ceiling. And then they shoot up and there's a hundred keys stuck in the ceiling. I thought that was so funny and dumb. And then the payoff to that bit is somebody comes in and slams the door and all the keys fall but not all the keys. Not all the keys. Because it's going to happen throughout. And it's great. It's, like, <laughs> it's just this weird, like, you're like, how is this working? And it's just working. It just it's, does. They don't notice it when it falls. There's yeah. no, like, there's no acknowledgement. There's, I think there's even a scene, maybe it's the first time, where they fall on Norbert. They, for, they fall and on Norbert. It's like you can see the Ooh. actor sort of like, oh my God, this isn't going to hurt me, is it? Like, yeah, he's kind like, of bracing himself for it. Yep. Oh, so funny. So good. So funny. But then um the other bit is the keys hanging behind the desk. <laughs> I took pictures of that. <laughs> I was going like, to share it with silly, my husband. They have the names of the kind of key it is, but they only do that like straight twice and then the rest of them are all gags. So there's Florida keys, honkies, which, which is where all the all the keys come from. <laughs> but then there's a turkey and a hanging turkey and then frank moves his head at some point and right next to it is a pot roast yeah which i yeah. thought was like the, a great uh exclamation point to the gag yeah so frank helps somebody with that while norberg's fucking around with the machine and then the two toughs come in to shake them down mm-hmm. and we have a bit where Somebody says key store and Frank thinks they say keister. This is a good Leslie Nielsen this episode too. It really is. I was going to say like, we yeah. can't, we can't give Norberg all the credit because he does a lot of, a lot of his running gags are like physical comedy where he's not really doing a lot. So later on, I'll talk about it a little bit, um, a little bit more, but yes, no, the keister thing that just makes me laugh anyway. Cause I'm Midwestern. So yeah. When I hear somebody say keister, it just makes me giggle because it's such a silly word. But then they're not going to pay him, so the bad guys leave. And this is where Norberg starts telling Frank his business ideas, which will be a recurring, a, a slightly recurring bit. This, and it's always just like, what the f- this is so this, it's It's funny because he's like, he's like, oh, well, I guess I'm a locksmith now. Yeah. Like, He's, he's the totally undercover. So he's the undercover guy, right? And it's so it's like, oh, well, let's talk about how we could improve this business. Yeah. Like he's just totally in. He's selling it. He's totally in. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. And then uh the shop gets shot up, but neither of them notice it. But you can see the actors reacting to mm-hmm. the uh, squibs or whatever. Um 
And then after the place is shot up, somebody throws a rock through the window, which they take notice to. Then they do look out and get down for the rock and they they bring it up and there's no acknowledgement of the shooting, which would make sense given the opening credits where everybody gets shot at all the time, but we've never referenced it inside the show like yeah. this before. And and I think it's important that the rock is the only thing that's being used as evidence. They're not pulling bullets out to see what caliber, to see what kind of gun it came from. They're not doing that. It's just the rock that goes to evidence. Yep. So Frank now goes back to the lab, and this is where you have the driving backwards sequence. Oh, which I thought was so fucking stupid. Because the voiceover is him going, oh, well, I've got to go back to the station. And he's in his car, you know, with the green screen behind him. Arm, you know, arm on the passenger side, looking behind him. Sorry, I had to mime it. Looking behind him uh, as he's driving backwards. It was, I think, a a, a clever twist on what we normally see for these types of car shots. I thought it was funny and clever. And just like the uh, epilogue sequences, the freeze frame sequences, kind of, um, it's just one upping. You know, you just yeah. have to take it a step further. And I think they did that pretty successfully with that short scene made me laugh. But then we get back to the lab where Mr. Olson and Billy are talking about soft round somethings. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, what are they? Are they going to? Because we've been waiting for one of these to be out of order, at least. And we don't know where this fits. We'll talk about that during the epilogue. But Mr. Olson does then ask Billy to bring the magazines he found under his father's bed. So we are dirtier than we were the last couple times. Yes. So Frank now wants a complete rundown on this rock. And so we get this <laughs> idiotic thing where he's like, there are no fingerprints on it. It's clean rock. Look at the simplicity of the design, Frank. And Frank's like, but where did it come from? And this is where we get my slideshow. <laughs> and I, I was like, I think I remember this from being a kid because I'm like, this is, or they do it in a naked gun too. But they go to the lights at the door and he turns it off and a, sli- and a slideshow film strip starts explaining where rock came from at the molten core of the earth billions of years ago. And it ends with what we scientists call rock. And it was just like fucking perfect it was so silly i loved it so good yeah and then the next scene is the oxsmith shop (laughs) there's a cowboy with an ox out front yeah and the funny part is is like when you do the cut so you've got oxsmith but you also have O-C-K, so you have rock with the first letter out. So I was like, oh, was that, yeah. I didn't know that. So, so for, for people who didn't view the episode, when they threw the rock through the glass window, it only hit, took, this, out, the L, took out the yeah. L, and everything else is perfectly in place. So it says Oxmith shop instead of locksmith. Um, and so Frank dismisses the cowboy and his ox and says, no, it's a locksmith shop, not an oxmith shop. And it literally took till that moment for me to realize what the joke was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I took that. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. It's like, why the fuck is there a cowboy waiting out front in the shop? What the yeah. fuck is going on? Yeah. What did Norberg do? Yeah. So Frank goes in, Norberg's doing work. Business is booming. Uh, he's, the keys fall. 
And then Norberg <laughs> leaves to deliver some deadbolts. Because he's, again, just 100% in this. Like, we're running a locksmith shop we're working, we're working here, Frank. Yeah. Bad guys come back in. We get a nice repeat because Frank's like, how do you explain this rock? And the one guy, Robert Costanzo, who's on, I think, Seinfeld at least once, is like, well, billions of years ago, starting the the bit that the slideshow did. Then Frank, Frank cuts him off. Yeah. Cuts him off. And he's like, you owe me a hundred bucks through the window. Cough it up. And so he <laughs> coughs up a bill, magic trick style. Um but it's only a 20. <laughs> and then apparently John Ashton's going to beat the other 80 bucks into Frank. And so we cut to the door where Robert Costanzo comes over and he turns the sign and it says back in five owner being beaten. And then we hear the punch out. And then there's First, a extended gag of things coming out of the door so the door blasts open and what chickens come out first um a cowboy gets thrown out as if he's getting thrown out of a saloon different pots cowboy and pots yep. and pans that's right it was a different cowboy it i noticed that cowboy. too and yep. i was like eh, well. <laughs> and then uh and then the two bad guys yep because um, frank kicks ass and it's this great thing that they do with Leslie Nielsen. And I realize that this is part of the appeal of Leslie Nielsen to me is that he is, I don't want to say he's smart, but he sounds smart. And uh, in the, I mean, the, the character. And, uh, but you never really see him get violent. And then he, he like comes back, like afterwards, he comes out and he's sort of like, like cracking his knuckles or right. doing something with yeah. his hand as if like, Ooh, that hurt, you know, like, but he's not cut up, not bruised, not damaged in any way. He, they could not get a punch in because he's so tough. But you never actually get to see him be tough. I think right. I, I don't know why I love that so much. It's it's a great bit, yeah. <laughs> um, so then we cut to uh, we cut to the other people in the neighborhood cheering because Frank stood up to the mob. But then we cut to Mister Big with his kitty cat. Oh, I love he's the adorable kid. little kitty cat. And my husband was quick to remind me that cat's dead now, by the way. This is my life. <laughs> well, you, should, you should tell him it was also a bit from Blofeld and James Bond, and that cat's also dead. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it's this funny thing where, guys, I have this written down, where it's like the bad guy whose face you never see. Right. Just in the first scene, and he's just kind of petting his beautiful cat. She was so beautiful. All cats are female to me. Um, but then, uh, throughout the scene or at the end of this, this scene, he kind of leans down to get his head in frame to, to yes. kind of make a point. I thought that was kind of funny. It was funny. Cause I mean, usually that's because Mr. Big either is disfigured or, um, a special guest star or a cat or somebody already in the cast. Like it's a reveal. Oh. So there's not enough yeah. time in that for police squad, but the guy who, Peeks into the frame is Al Ruscio, who was in Godfather Part Three, but not Godfather's Part One and Two. Um, he's he's a character actor. He's fine. Um, yeah. And then we cut to Act Two, commercial break. Act Two, Gazoom tight. I, I thought like, that was. It took me a second. I had to say it, and I was like, "This is per- this is great." I just say it out loud, and my husband's like, "What are you two, talking act about?" Act Two, Act Two. <laughs> it was so stupid. And we. 
this isn't where we get Frank crashing yet. We but we get back to the shop where Norberg is trying to upsell somebody on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> Locksmith shop. Um and a classy dame slash slutty dame comes in and tells Frank she wants 50 keys made, 49 are for the Chicago Bears, and one is for him for when he delivers it to her apartment today at three. Um, This is where I feel like we get a lot of Leslie Nielsen. Yes. Um, Because he's not speaking a lot, but he's making a lot of silly faces. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't tell if he was trying to keep a straight face, like trying to be straight about it and not clue into the fact that she's trying to seduce him or if he knew exactly what she was trying to do and it was no selling it. I, I like, I couldn't tell what, which it I was. can't either. Yeah. Um, I thought we'd get some insight into where his reaction and the, the last shot, but there's not, it's yeah, just no. like, yeah. but the Chicago bears thing though, kind of makes it seem like this is in Chicago. Yeah. And once again, there's once been again, other, yeah, there've been the, at least one other thing. To, the Milwaukee thing. Yeah. The next state. Yeah. Um, so then we cut to Frank in a hallway explaining that it's taken him two weeks to find the apartment because she didn't give him her address. Which was hilarious. I mean, I knew I saw it coming and I still laughed. So uh she hears him in the hallway, and then she has got a cute little dog, and then she shoots at the door. The door has a paper target on it, like from a a shooting range. And after we get the reaction shot of her shooting, we cut back to the door where now the um, paper target is holding its chest where yes. it's been shot, which also might've shown up again in the naked gun. I think it did. Like I haven't seen naked gun in a long time, but I'm like, that is a familiar bit. That's a f- like something, <laughs> right. Yeah. Or maybe loaded weapon did it. Like yeah. somebody did it yeah. at some point of the spoof movies. But uh, she did not shoot Frank dead. He uh, comes in and grabs her and pretty quick. Oh, yeah. The phone call. Yeah. The phone Mr. call. Big has chosen this exact time to call and make sure that she's killed. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is funny because he was supposed to show up two weeks ago at exactly. three o'clock. Yeah. So, right. So the guy's been calling and I expected it to be that he was in like a second room in the same oh. place because like he heard the noise but no it's not even that that yeah. much of a thing and there's this funny um back and forth that they have where he's got his hand uh frank has, has his hand over the receiver um and is talking to the woman whose name is stella and telling her what to say so w- then he removes his hand and then she repeats exactly what he says it's not, I thought it could be funnier, but it does get funny when, you know, the guy is questioning whether or not she actually loves him. Mr. Big is questioning whether or not she actually loves him. And uh, uh, Frank, again, goes on this, like, one-man show thing where he's talking about how, oh, you know, the last time you held me in your arms and kissed me, I never felt more like a woman and blah, blah, blah. And it's like this... I mean, it's not long, like this 45 second speech, but um, the woman, Stella, kind of like cricks her neck around to look at him and is like, what are, what are you going on about? Like, <laughs> it's really weird. It was really funny. 
Um, I really enjoyed that. But yeah. of course, uh, at no time does Mr. Big realize that um, he is there and he takes her to the police station and books her for yes. attempted murder. And exits Stella. Yeah. And then we get uh, a sound crash. Uh, he crashes. Frank drives somewhere yeah. uh, and crashes into the garbage cans, but they didn't set him up for this episode. It's just a sound. They did. Because the car he's driving is parked across the street from where he's getting his shoes shined. And you can see the fallen garbage cans. Awesome. See, that's why there are two of us, everyone. Because <laughs> I was looking forward to the garbage can garbage cans crashing. And when they didn't, I was looking for it. Well, I was just trying to see if we were going to have a decent shoe shine bit. Because I'm not a fan of these bits. Oh, see, I don't mind them. I think it's uh, funny. I think it's... I, I think it's... I think they, no pun, shoehorn them in sometimes. Oh, okay. I thought it was fine. Um, It seems to make more sense for him to be giving, like, like word on the street sort of advice to a police officer than it would be for him to have very detailed knowledge of what kind of fire is happening down the street. You know, what kind of chemicals exist in the... uh, in the the building and how to that's the joke that. i know but but uh i i and i think that that's funny but i but it's but i can see how the bit works right like yeah i can see how the bit works my i think some of my issue is that i just don't think that the shoeshine guy is i guess dynamic enough oh I, see i think I he's feel... charm. i think he's kind of charming yeah. but i think because he his face he kind of looks like a fred astaire and I love Fred Astaire. I want a, I want a better bit with that guy. Like we've shown that they have inspired casting at times, right? Peter yeah. Lupus was inspired. Leslie Nielsen was inspired, but we already knew that. Yeah, from, from Airplane. Yeah, airplane. But Peter Lupus was a discovery. I wanted the shoeshine guy to be a discovery. Mr. Olson is arguably a discovery too, the, yeah. the CSI guy. Like, yeah. so I just, I think, feel like i want to look forward to these shoe shine things and i'm just kind of like i don't look forward to them fair enough but yes it ends with a firefighter coming and asking how to take care of this fire and it's he has very detailed knowledge of- very detailed knowledge it's pretty funny and he gave frank some photo stats because it's 1982 and we still <laughs> say photo stat and it's a way he's gonna fucking bust mr big through shady financial deals or something yeah so well because and they don't really emphasize this enough even at this point mr big has put a hit out on frank but he's put a hit out on the locksmith right not on a cop so they have no idea it's a cop so frank goes to see mr big with his kitty and says i'm not gonna pay you i'm gonna I want in on your racket and I know these things about you. And Mr. Big puts the cat in one drawer on the left side of the desk, opens up the other side to get out the gun. But in there is a little dog. I think Stella's dog. Oh, I didn't notice. I couldn't tell. I I didn't, I wasn't going to rewind to check the dog, but dog people will know. But yeah, there was a dog in there, which was a funny bit. But, but then- you missed my favorite bit that I actually laughed out loud and, 
annoyed somebody in my household Mm -hmm. um when he comes into the office first to meet mr big and mr big is like who are you how did you get here and he says i'm a locksmith and i'm a locksmith (laughs) oh god he's so fucking good he's so good leslie nielsen however that that does break that he couldn't pick that lock when he got there the first time just saying well he's learned it on the job Uh, norbert taught him (laughs) norbert taught him Norberg's been at seminars for. Oh, they had okay. to close the shop so Norberg could go to a conference. So yeah, so Mr. Biggs is going to try give Frank a shot, um, except not just collecting from somebody. He's got to kill somebody. He's got to kill the tailor. So was there a chicken in the drawer? There was there were some birds that flew out like doves or something. Again, it was like the magic show, magic trick. There's a a lot of wildlife to keep track of in this one. They really uh, got a lot from Doc Anton's dad or whatever. (laughs) Do you get that reference? No. (laughs) Guess you didn't watch Tiger King either. Oh, I did watch Tiger King. Yeah, but I thought it was kind of gross those were animal wranglers yes it was gross and incredibly problematic but doc anton val kilmer was a animal wrangler you know that my dream casting is michael keaton is um tiger king michelle pfeiffer is carol baskin because it's a hollywood movie so they're gonna make her glamorous and michelle pfeiffer and then val kilmer obviously not since his recent medical problems as the Val as a Doc Anton, the fucking creepy love guru. Moving on. Moving on. There are two seasons of Tiger (laughs) King, folks, so we don't, we aren't going to be watching that. Thank Um, God. Thank God. But I don't know, though. Like, that is an incredibly problematic documentary, and it showcases all of the problems with the new document, the new quote unquote documentary style, where it's really just fucking lying to the viewer. To fuck with them so you can do a reveal in episode four. So it's like, it does showcase that problem very well. Anyway, uh, cut to the ballet teacher where Ed is there. And I was just waiting for whatever this joke was going to be. And I knew exactly what it was going to be. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit different, but I was. What were you? Okay, we'll get to what it is. But the ballet teacher's like, look. Can you please get your guys out of here? It's disrupting my class. And Ed's like hemming and hawing, but then they're like, okay, Norberg comes in to say, you know, we got to go off to the other tailor. We got to go set up on the tailor so we can help Frank out. And then we cut to three old guys uh, in leotards, plus in bright blue leotards. Yeah. Which I means- was. I, that's what it, I was expecting. Uh, I was hoping for like a little kid in a leotard with like a police hat on or a police badge or something indicating that it was a police officer um, with like a gruff voice, like, you know, uh, Roger Rabbit style, you know, little tough kid who's actually a cop. So sadly, my mind went to I'm glad they didn't do the little guy. Yes. So, so. So it was a bunch of like six foot tall old men in leotards. Chubby in leotards. I was just like, damn, dude, like props. I don't know that I'd do that. And I don't have that belly. Yeah. Okay. So 
then we cut to Frank heading to the tailor shop and the bat, the thugs intercept him and say, we're hitting the dance teacher instead where we now know the cops have just left. Yes. So they head over to take care of the dance teacher and they push Frank inside. And I'm like, she's going to say, Hey, Frank, you're a cop, right? And she's like, Hey, Lieutenant Drevin, how's it going? Yeah. And he's like, shh, but she doesn't shush. And the bad guys are like, Hey, he's a fucking cop. Yeah. So we then get this fight scene that I thought was better written than it was staged. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got some really funny gags in it, but the direction is these really boring, like, medium long shots and just cutting back and forth between them. And I'm like, you can cut back and forth between your shots. It's just got to be a better shot than that. And there have been other things like that, like in the locksmith shop, whoever directed this episode was not one of the better directors, but it was like one of the better written action scripts. Like as a proof of concept for a police squad, like if I I feel like if we'd seen this before some of the more lackluster ones, we would again be like, they can pull this off. They can keep it going. Like, Yeah. yeah, you might have a rough first three minutes, but as long as we've got the Leslie Nielsen Norberg one, two later on, it works out right just could have been better directed <laughs> yeah well, um and the 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 about the dance teacher turns into just a screaming woman in the background it's almost funny when she's like oh he's got a gun oh he's got a knife watch out he's got herpes and i loved when the, the guy started running to toward him with his lip out it was yeah, so funny it was good but it was terribly directed <laughs> yes yeah just- terribly directed good gag poorly executed yeah so um frank saves the day of course because we've already established frank can kick these guys asses so there's like no i mean at one point the fights the fist fight starts because frank shoots their guns out of their hand with one shot yeah i love that (laughs) and then it's like like, they their guns go in opposite directions it's very beautifully choreographed (laughs) so we then get Frank, like a shot of Frank telling her to call the cops or something. And then we cut back to him and he's bloody and he's got his handkerchief out. And then we cut to her and then we cut back to Frank and his face is clean. Yes, I loved that. That's the and last I was thing like, I had on my, yeah, on my thing. And I was like, you needed to emphasize that a little bit more. Like the timing of it was pretty darn good, yeah. all things considered, for this direction. Yeah. But it just needed to be a little bit tighter. Yeah. Um, but yes, then we cut to the epilogue where I was hoping we would get a list of Stateville prison folk, but we do not. Mm-mm. So, so again, it makes you wonder about the order. I am reasonably sure there was a police squad slash naked gun compendium released at some point in the nineties that would undoubtedly answer this mystery question, but I don't know that I'm going to hunt what that down. Of, what kind of dork would want something like that? Um, <laughs> not me. I'm trying to think. Uh, somebody who was really into what's his face, Neil from uh, Freaks and Geeks. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, like, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, Neil's a hundred percent a fucking incel right now, but like just incredibly problematic incel, but yeah, no, like no. back then, fine. And Bill's married to 
Christy Turlington or something. Like, that's his, like, thing is that, or the girl came back. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then Sam is just Sam. Poor Sam. Um, so, yeah, the epilogue, the, um, the final. Deep cuts, folks. Deep cuts. <laughs> the final uh, sequence when they do the freeze frame is the coffee. Um, Ed is pouring coffee and despite it being freeze frame, uh, he keeps pouring. Pouring. I and thought the cup that was, that was weird. It was really good. And Leslie Nielsen's good. just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah, his, his eyes are like, moving around a little bit. Did they not tell Leslie Nielsen this or is he acting? Like, because, yeah. And and the timing of it was just a smidge off. Like yeah. he's ha- mid-sentence and then there's just half a second where between him ending his sentence or being interrupted by the music and the music actually starting it was just ugh, just a little bit off um but it was so funny and i can't <laughs> wait to see what they do with it again again they one-upped it you know i i liked the 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 um chimp before but the coffee pouring wasn't bad coffee pouring was good yeah um like i said this is a really solid episode like yeah. i was not I was under I was nonplussed by the opening, but they really turned it around and kept going with it. Like yeah. oh, I enjoyed miss it. this fucking show. I know. I don't know what we're gonna do next time. Robocop the series. No, it's my turn to choose. It is your turn to pick. I'm not picking um, that. So episode six, um, for next time, and then we might take a break for Thanksgiving. Um, is testimony of evil. Uh, slash dead men don't laugh and it looks like leslie nielsen is at a nightclub in the image that i see so that's gonna be interesting who else is in this episode william conrad oh shit i just gave it away you just gave away our special i'm sorry (sighs) and i'm not gonna edit it out wow Uh uh-oh uh-oh there's somebody okay never mind Um, I don't know who any of these other people are, so this will be fun. I mean, is it like Lawrence Olivier? Oh, there's no. Well, yeah, there is Lawrence Olivier, kind of. Lawrence Olivier, kind of. Kind of. Dick Clark. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. Dick Miller. You don't know who Dick Miller is? Nope. He's Vic. (sighs) He's Vic. You know who Dick Miller. I refuse um, to believe this. I've never heard of some of this stuff. When did he die? Did he die in 2019? Yes. In Toluca Lake. Oh, that's kind of close to here. <laughs> you had to wait till he died to move to California. Clueless, the TV show. Going. Sister, sister. Uh, Batman, the animated series. Fallen Angels. News and Walter. Sadly, we can't watch that because it was only the pilot. Who's the boss? Freddy's Nightmares TV series. I never watched that. Watched the movies. I was like, I was too young to watch that, but I watched the movies four years before that. <laughs> or the first one, anyway. Uh, Tales from the Dark. I don't know. I have no idea. Are you not seeing the movies in there? It's the guy from... Little, is it not Little Shop? Uh, Bucket of Blood and uh, uh, he's in 1941, Bl- which I know you, you like. I can't see your face. 
Okay. So that's going to be season next season, folks. We're doing a special season where I am going to make Emily watch things. 1941. No, 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 not anything good. We're just going to fucking watch the director's cut of 1941. (laughs) And we're going to pause it anytime we get upset with what we are watching. And we'll see how many episodes we get out of that. I'm guessing about 60. Oh (laughs) God. Fuck that movie. Um, no, it's uh, Dick Miller. He was in... He was in Little Shop of Horrors, but I don't know who... He's not the main guy in Little Shop. Um, I don't he know He was who. in Bucket of Blood. Oh, he was... And he would... This is the old Little Shop. Yeah. Yeah. And he's Murray Sorry. Futterman in Gremlins. He's the gun pawn shop owner in Terminator 1. I've never seen Terminator either. Not a man. You don't need to fucking see uh, um, Okay. One, fuck that. I mean, two's a great action movie. One. You can skip. I don't like action movies. You can watch. I do like action movies. You That's do not... like action movies. What like I, I like I like action movie people though. I like um Charles Bronson. I'll watch any Charles Bronson movie, no matter how racist it is, because I love him. White Buffalo is really good, by the way. <laughs> Speaking of, I saw it on Plex, so um i'll cut that out <laughs> i like charles bronson because he kicks ass that's why i like kung fu movies because they all kick ass samurai movies because they all kick ass there is some movie that dick miller has been in arnold kicks ass in the terminator eh. Eh. he's a big muscle guy though you want it to be somebody you can't actually kick i want, ass. It, to, I want it to be somebody who you wouldn't suspect could kick your ass like Charles Bronson rips off his shirt and all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, he's covered in muscles. Oh my God. Yeah, but Charles Bronson was famous and famous yeah. for being covered in muscles. I feel like <laughs> if you didn't- And Arnold's not. Were, he was also a robot. That's the gag of that. It's <laughs> a robot. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, It looks like, yes. So Dick Miller was in Truck Turner starring Isaac Hayes, which you can watch because he kicks ass. Okay. Oh, there you go. That's your. He's not. He's not high on the list of cast members. Okay. Um. All right. Well, <laughs> I suppose that's it. We will, the episode, folks. Uh, yeah, we, we were talking about Police Squad about five minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'll um, cut it all. I'll cut it all out. Well, thank okay. you for listening, and see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>